0: That's Microdose.com, promo code PANTS for 30% off and free shipping.
1: Microdose.com, promo code PANTS. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get
0: energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to
1: diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Balancing the needs of your business and your employees has never been more important. Do both with Concur Expense. Speed up your finance processes,
0: ensure compliance, and pay your employees on time when you automate your expenses. And with a handy mobile app, your teams can work from anywhere while focusing on what matters most, the bottom line. Move your business forward with SAP Concur Solutions.
1: Visit Concur.com to learn more. So, big news happened this week.
0: No longer a secret.
1: We've known since October.
0: We've been playing very coy for the last couple of months and it's been killing us. In fact, there was a few times where we may have slipped and we had to go back and say, please take that out, Melissa, because we're going to get in trouble.
1: But, you know, because they like to plan releases of information, which I get because there's a lot of shows and you have to like give them all each or each one the attention. Right. So they sat on the announcement. And you
0: got to let the network have the big reveal first, and then we follow suit.
1: You have to let them have it. It's all theirs. It's there. It wouldn't be here without them. Didn't someone spill it accidentally? Someone accidentally
0: <laughs> spilled it.
1: But I think that got taken down re- very quickly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who didn't get the memo? Heck, happens to the best of us. We're coming back, everybody. We're going to start in the in the spring, late spring, early summer. So I would call it June is summer. Well, I wouldn't say Well, spring. June, summer is technically... June 21st. Okay. So it's late spring. You're right. Correct. I'm looking forward to it. I'm really, really happy we get to film in warmer weather too. I
1: can't wait. I'm just excited to come back. If I, I'm not good at not working. No
0: one's good at not working. Like,
1: I get very like, I think some people are. I think some people like to chill out, which I do enjoy. But then I get, I just, it's not that I get bored. I just, I'm like... I forget my purpose in life. You get nudgy. Yeah, I get
0: nudgy. We all get nudgy.
1: I I like to have something to do. And especially something I love doing. Not just some you know, it's like if somebody was like, Go I don't know.
0: I love working when the days are longer and you can be outside at night without a warmy coat and your body's not shaking because you're freezing. I work better in warmer months. That's when you shine? That's when I shine. The irony is I'm (laughs) born in December, but I loathe cold weather
1: but anyway the great news is we're coming back we're excited and yeah
0: what you want to share more gratitude I'm excited
1: I have that so that's it I'm just excited I can't believe we get to talk about it
0: I'm so glad it's out there I it was really hard to keep it quiet for so long it's hard to hold a secret it's just hard and all of us yeah I, I mean Especially if it's a good secret. Even Jamie would say, "So when is it being announced?" And I thought I really, genuinely have no idea. I couldn't, I couldn't answer that for you. We were all wondering that, and then each week would go by, and we'd think, "Well, maybe it's this week. Well, maybe it's this week. Oh, well, now it's the holidays, so maybe right after the holidays."
1: Yeah, we didn't know. Well, it's out there, and it's great.
0: Yes, it is. So, thank you, Showtime.
1: Oh my God, thank you.
0: And what's this background you're in? Are you outside?
1: (laughs) You have a lot of questions. I'm on the floor. This is how, this is my new podcast position. I'm on the floor. Okay. And I have this little table that I scooch up.
0: So you're indoors. Is this an interior location? That's a
1: window, Kate. That's a window.
0: Oh, from where I'm sitting, it looks like it's it's a half wall.
1: No, that's a, there you go. Oh, there we go.
0: Do the blinds open from the bottom and the top?
1: No. You've been here. I know. That's the
0: top of a blind. I know. I think And the, it's pushed up. I know. I think the altitude might be getting to me. It looks very different.
1: Well, it's the same. I'm just lower. I'm on the ground. So I think your whole perspective has shifted.
0: That's what it is. Thank you.
1: Yeah, because I you remember I was saying I wish I had one of those little tables I could that you have on a couch, like a, uh, like a TV tray.
0: The Bubba tables that you eat your dinner on. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or as a kid, a kid also younger or older. I TV think.
0: trays is what we called them in the eighties.
1: Yeah. But not one on the ground, one that you put on a couch. I was like, I wish I had one of those to record with so I could sit on the couch,
0: put it out, and I'd have all the equipment. They're out there. Why haven't you ordered one yet?
1: I don't know. So now I have a little table on the ground. So I'm basically doing my couch.
0: I want to get one for you now. I'm going to find you the perfect TV table. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to find one for you. I, I'm excited. My mom does that. She has this habit when I come to see her, maybe it's in May or June or April, and she'll give me a piece of jewelry that used to be hers. And I say, oh, that's pretty. And she said, you could have it. I love oh, those kind of you. gifts. And she says, And that's your birthday and Christmas present. (laughs) (laughs) She did both. (laughs) And the best part is she remembers. So when the holidays roll around, well, I did give you that thing, didn't I? You did, Ma. Well, that's your birthday and Christmas present.
1: There's nothing like a gift like that, that someone gives you of theirs that's off their body or like a, I love that. I love that stuff.
0: I have always loved, and I continue to love, hand-me-down clothing, jewelry, jewelry. I love it when people give me things that were once theirs. That's what I'm saying.
1: It's the greatest.
0: Like when when a friend cleans out a closet and they say, hey, I'm going to get rid of some stuff. Would you like to have a look? I'm always first in line. Yeah, I'll have a look. We have that agreement. We do that a lot. We do. Although you you neglected that agreement a few times.
1: I've never, if there's something you've had your eye on, I've never just given it away.
0: I've had my eye on a few things and, and you never got the hint. Never got the hint.
1: If they're not ready to go yet. They're never, they're not ready. I'm not letting go
0: yet. I just gave you my Nikes that you really liked. I haven't put them on yet and I'm excited. Do you
1: know the other day- <laughs> I've
0: been wanting these shoes for a while and because I got new ones, yeah, I passed them off to you.
1: Well, so the other day after you gave those to me, I put them by the uh-huh. front door. I got home from the hike. You gave them to me on our hike, our walk. I put them by the front door with my shoes. And then I came over here. And I was working and then Kim walked over and she slid the door. and she's like, who's here? (laughs) She saw weird shoes at the front door. (laughs) It's like, I know those are Kate's. Um, Yeah, she totally thought some rando was here. Take care of them. They're good sneakers. What do you think I'm going to do? Run them over?
0: I don't know. You might garden in them. I don't know. You you, you beat up your sneakers.
1: No, I'm not going to garden in them. I'll send you a picture when I put them on. I've been taking them for a spin yet.
0: But about a year ago, you said, oh, I have to go and give a lot of clothes away. And I was, I thought, what am I, chop liver? Kate, they're not, you don't want them.
1: You, How do you know?
0: Let me make that decision. I
1: know how you dress. I know what you like. I know what you like of mine. And none of those things were in the bag. I promise you. What were they? Things you don't want. Like something with a the thing, the kind of clothes I wear that you'd never seen
0: in. Are we sure about
1: that? Positive. Unless you've completely changed your style.
0: Not that I'm aware of. Yeah. So I got your back. Okay. Well, wear those shoes with love because they're great. I will. And they were hard to let go of. But I thought, you know what? Leisha really wants these. She's liked them for years. They're in good condition. I have new ones. And they hurt your feet. Well, they hurt my feet hiking. Yeah. They were great for boxing. Why didn't you keep them just for fashion? Those aren't the kind of sneakers I'll wear for fashion. And I'm quite happy with my replacements.
1: Well, you're a sneakerhead now. So I don't even know the level of what you expect
0: from a person with sneakers. It goes deep.
1: Yeah, I know. It's deep. I don't, I'm never going to have. Yeah. I've already seen a couple of your new pairs and I'm like, you're on a whole nother level right now.
0: There's a pair I have my eye on and I know once they get released, I'll never get them because they will sell out within 10 seconds. And then they're going to be so much more money than what they were initially listed for on the resale. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm like slowly letting it go because I know I'll never be in possession.
1: You should still try if you want them.
0: <sighs> I don't know. I can't keep up with the kids. The kids these days yeah. are so on their game with with this sort of thing. And, you know, I'm analog. Right. Like, is up. there a
1: phone number I could call? Is there a location
0: <laughs> I can go to? What are the store hours? <laughs> Meanwhile, they have everything just ready to go and hit buy. Got to get on those pre-sales. I know. Uh, we have a friend who's, I, I told you about, who's really good at clocking all of that and getting on the resales. And she's actually gotten a few pairs that are hard to come by. And I'm very impressed. Oh, did you
1: say resale or pre-sale? You're saying resale. Res- Oh, create. No, okay. I'm saying
0: the resale, it's sky, it'll, the price will skyrocket. Right. To an absurd amount where it's not even, it's crazy. Nike Dunks are going for so much more money than if you could buy them online huh. before they're sold out. It's crazy making. I
1: wonder what it is.
0: Collections, they're very cute.
1: Well, should we talk about when we didn't have the cutest sneakers on or clothes?
0: I'd love to. Are we talking about going back to 2005? we are
1: we talking about season 2?
0: Lagrimas de Oro? Is that how you pronounce it? Le- Lagrimas? Lagrimas de Oro. There you go. Golden Tears. Golden Tears. You googled it too, huh? Look yes. at us.
1: It's directed by Jeremy Padeswa, who has gone on to direct like
0: Game of Thrones. He was his name was a staple On that show. He directed so many. He's directed. Everything. Everything. He even, I worked with him on Ray Donovan once or twice too. I'm sure you did. Yeah. He's great. Great director.
1: He's amazing. We were lucky to have him. Must have had him back before he was, had had exploded.
0: It it was before Game of Thrones. I can tell you that. (laughs) I would think so.
1: (laughs) Written by Guinevere Turner. The original air date was March 27th,
0: 2005. I really like this episode. So much so that I was forgetting to write things down. Kick it off, Kate. All right. Well, we're going to start with a cold open. And what I'll say is our budget really must have skyrocketed season two because of the locations alone. Just in this episode. Holy cow. This scene. Chateau Marmont. Not even just the Chateau Marmont. It was the penthouse and then it was the pool. Yes. Like, how do you block off the pool there? Did the L Word just book out half that hotel? Because that's not an
1: easy place to get. Oh, we had houses here. We were like, we lived here. We didn't need to. But did like the crew stay at the Chateau? No. For those of you who don't live in L.A. and don't know what we're talking about, the Chateau Marmont is some, it's a fancy staple hotel.
0: And it's not easy to film in. In fact, they're very protective of not having too many Film crews in there.
1: Maybe we were the last they did. And they're like, after that, we're never doing that again. Could have been that. I've never seen a film crew there. Not that I hang out there often, but when I have, it's it seems very exclusive.
0: It's very exclusive. It's where all the private parties are during the award season. It's very, you know, rah, rah, L.A.
1: Meanwhile, they, they like locked it off and had like a lesbian sex scene in the, in the middle of the
0: pool. In the pool, which we'll get to because I have some notes on that. Oh, yeah, that's at the end. This first shot is actually at the W Hotel, and they shot that at the W Hotel, which is in Westwood, because we have stayed there, or at least I have stayed there, a, num- a, a number of times during the duration of this original series. You did? Why? Mm-hmm. They used to put me up here because for a while I didn't have a place in LA. So if I wasn't a resident. But
1: we were in Vancouver.
0: I know. But when we came to shoot, I didn't have.
1: A home oh, yet. I see. I see. Okay.
0: And so they would put me in the W and I've stayed there for other things, but I always liked that hotel and it's Kit and Benjamin Bradshaw.
1: And he's basically trying to kiss her. I told you he had alternative motives here. She's like, oh, by the way, she was like, no, I don't do that anymore. I, I spent years waking up every morning with a different man in my bed. I was like, that's a reveal. Yeah. That was a Kit Porter reveal for me.
0: In a span of two minutes, They're basically getting to know each other. They're trying to resist their attraction to one another. And then that scene leads uh, us into them saying goodbye to one another out at the front steps of the hotel. And they can't control themselves. And they wind up kissing. They break apart. They're like, no, 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 we can't do this. Cut to they're in bed together. A very succinct opening, if you ask me. Yeah.
1: And look, that happens all the time. Totally realistic. I can't, I can't, I can't. Okay, let's go. Okay. Then we're at Tina's new apartment, which was very tan. Everything was tan. The exterior was tan. Very tan apartment. I couldn't live somewhere that was tan. I just have to say that. I'm
0: wondering if you saw what I saw. What? Did you appreciate Tina's artwork?
1: How did I not see the artwork?
0: Oh my God, how could you not see that? Oh yeah, because we
1: I was like, it's crooked. I didn't even see what it look at what it was. I was looking at her outfits.
0: Did Tina not learn anything in her eight years with Bet? Did you see
1: <laughs> Oh my God, you're right. She should have
0: better taste. Well, I wondered if she just came
1: back from Japantown and got like a fake kimono
0: shirt. What was that shirt? But then what was mine? I thought she did an impulse buy over at the world market in there. <laughs> Ah! in their frame department, and then jetted over to Ikea.
1: Maybe she got her wardrobe and her artwork at World Market.
0: Maybe. Maybe. She's like, while I I'm was... here,
1: let me just take my cart over and, to the clothes. Yeah,
0: and, 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 spe- and I really thought you were going to notice this <laughs> because it's Alice who says, your painting is crooked. And I, know. I thought, Leisha's going to see this painting and have the same thought I have.
1: I was so distracted by the clothes. I couldn't. And then just that we were, dan- I don't know, dancing and da-da-da-da. And then...
0: Were you dancing just to the instrumental of Pat Benatar's Hit Me With Your Best Shot? Or were there any lyrics behind it?
1: Uh, no, we we sang along. You did? Okay. We sang along. And then Helena walks in in a white outfit. Did she knock, Kate? Helena, does she knock anywhere she goes?
0: Nope. I don't think so.
1: Okay. Anyway, she walked in and I don't like her. Alice doesn't like her. She doesn't like her intentions. Give st- Alice gives the stink face. I give a face. I give a hammer. I do like a hammer.
0: Well, let's face it. Helena is moving in, disrupting the natural order of things. Yeah.
1: And last in the isn't it the last episode or wasn't it the last episode where where I they were like we're getting back together and I hug them and I'm like the world. No, is you better. assumed.
0: You no, know, you 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 projected your enthusiasm onto them and okay. And they were like, calm down, calm down. And you're like, oh my God, I'm so happy. Yeah. So no, they didn't clarify that, but you thought so.
1: Also, if Helena is like a new person, she doesn't even say, hi, I'm Helena. She's just very like, she's one of those characters that just kind of takes over and is never like, let me acclimate to, to your world. She's just like, yeah. I'm new, everyone get over it.
0: She certainly comes on strong. Honeylove.com slash pants. Now, after you purchase, they ask you where you heard about them. Please, please support our show and tell them Pants sent you. Honeylove.com slash pants. Treat yourself to Honeylove because you deserve it.
1: Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters. And, what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well... Then Shane and Jenny, okay, are still dealing with
0: Mark. Oh, the breakfast. I'm looking at Mark and I'm just, I I was really watching him in this and I thought, I guess one of the reasons why I can, I find him, he intrigues me, even though he's horrible, is that he has no self-awareness. But he does, Kate, he's hidden. No, but like the conversations he's having, the conversation he's trying to stir up. He's just always trying to stir the pot and he does it with a smile on his face and he never thinks what he says is maybe a little too out of bounds or personal.
1: I think that's manipulation. I think he's it fully It is aware.
0: manipulation, but it's it's like he does it in this disarming way. So I'm thinking, why are Jenny and Shane tolerating it? And it's all because Mark has this weird quality of sort of disarming someone with his...
1: I like how your character's always like, Oh, my God. You're, it, you kind of blow him off because he's non-threatening to you. Meanwhile, you have no idea what he's doing.
0: Mm-mm. I think Jenny's the same way, though.
1: Yeah, she she engages with him a little less than you do. I feel like your character's kind of like... I
0: think Jenny likes the challenge, mm-hmm. but also doesn't think much of him. It he's an, To Jenny, I always... Well, to, actually, to Jenny and Shane, he's like the gnat or the fly in the house that you can't get out. Yes. They you're always swatting at.
1: Yes, that's a good way to put it. But What was he saying to them? You should have a threesome. Put another... Gr- yeah.
0: Right. The threesome conversation. It's David Attenborough talking to... Like, engaging with the wildlife that he's, yes. you know, manipulating yes, so much. Trying to put it's a like,
1: scenario together that he can right, film.
0: Right. And it doesn't work.
1: No. We're at the planet. Alice and Dana have to meet because last time we saw them, they had had sex. So I yes. think this was probably the first meeting since... Alice is like you have to break up with Tanya. Dana's like I will, but it's going to take a sec. I mean, she she kind of does, doesn't know how to do it, but she's agreed to
0: doing it. You know what I noticed? No, no, it's just something I picked up on because too pressur.y Say again. Too pressur.y From who? Alice? Yeah. No, no. I actually I thought Alice is setting some boundaries. Alice and Dana's maturity from first to second season. I'm seeing your both those characters standing their ground more than they would have first season. Alice is showing up and putting up a boundary saying you have to tell her I cannot. I'm not going to be your backdoor woman. Do this no matter how much I want until you handle it. And I see Dana's growth further on in the episode. We'll get to it. But I like that. And the other thing I noticed is that Alice, you personally had a thing with keys. I feel like you're always walking into a room with keys.
1: Oh, I know why. I know why. That's funny you noticed that because season one, I think we're, they were trying to put purses with everybody. And I remember having a thing like we, I don't carry a purse and like, I don't do, pur- I don't understand purses. Yeah. And so I think that was my way of like, cause that's how I, like, even if I try to bring a bag somewhere, it's the weirdest thing I do. I'll, I'll you put still it in shove car, everything
0: in your pockets.
1: I put it in the bag and I leave the house. And then when I go, like, say I have to go into the grocery store, I reach into my bag, I grab my wallet and whatever I need to go in. Like, I don't take the bag. Mm-mm. I don't understand how to use a bag. It's a weird problem. So I think that was my, that was probably me like, oh, no, I just have my keys. Yeah. You're always, wa- Alice is. And my stuff's in my back pocket, probably.
0: Always walking around, flipping the keys. Flipping the keys. Yeah. I'm going to see if it keeps up throughout the season.
1: I'm going to start looking out for that too. Thank you. Key flipping. You're welcome. I bet you it does keep happening.
0: Anyway, credit to Alice for saying
1: no. What do you think about that when somebody someone's in a relationship and then that the, they cheat, right? There's the cheater and the cheaty, whatever. Mm. Do you really think it's like an upstanding quality that the person who just broke up the relationship is like now you I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be your affair?
0: I, I agree. I see what you're saying.
1: I don't think it's that great you're it's like you already did. You already did
0: it. And now you're getting more And now you're here.
1: like, oh no. Exactly. I always think that's funny. It's good she doesn't keep doing it or one would not keep doing it but also you did it.
0: Yeah, it's one thing if 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 you sleep with someone and you realize later on that they cheated on their partner with you. That's one thing. But and and you're kind of caught off guard and you're like I'm not doing that again. I had no idea. It's another thing if you fully knew the whole time. And you're right. I mean it
1: is worse if you find out someone cheated on you for a very long time. That would hurt worse than like oops, I cheated once.
0: Right. I'm not thinking of the person in the relationship. I'm thinking of the third party, meaning you in this or Alice in this case. You've known this whole time what you did was wrong. And now, or maybe you just can't stomach it. Maybe that's, you can't put yourself through that again. It was great, but it's been eating you alive in this last week.
1: Right. But I'm also like, I won't be your backdoor woman. So the only solution to this is for you to leave that person.
0: Right. Although And although we love Tanya, it shouldn't be that. Uh,
1: I don't want Tanya to go to I did get sad about it this time. I was like, I is this the
0: end? I was really savoring every minute she was on screen.
1: You know what I love that she does? When she turns around to camera or to talk to people, she turns her whole head and all of her hair comes with it. Yeah. It's my favorite yeah. way that she turns
0: around. She's incredible. Meredith McGeechie, you're deeply missed. Deeply missed. Kudos to Meredith. So Bet shows up to Tina's apartment because Tina's just moved in. I'm glad Bet got her a place. Yeah. Clearly that roommate situation wasn't going to work.
1: But also remember, she was very much a part of um, looking at the pictures of where Tina was going to live. And she's like, not that one, not that one. But when she came over, she was like,
0: mm-hmm. you know, acted like she hadn't seen it before, even in a picture for me, a big piece of information got revealed that we have been wondering this whole time, which is how long has Tina been hiding her pregnancy? And it turns out it's been four months.
1: Which I call bullshit on because she was way more pregnant than four
0: months. (laughs) Major bullshit. Major. And then there's this whole argument about whether Bet's a part of this child's life yet and or will she be? And I'm with Bet. I'm 100 percent with Bet. I'm like that you've got that sperm together. That was your plan. That's Bet's friend. You can't say we're going to talk about it later. No, no, no. Bet's a thousand percent No, I was team Bet in this this scene. Then we're back at Shane and Jenny's. They're having another rager. Another daytime rager.
1: Uh, Your parties. (laughs) Amazing. Kill me. (laughs) First of all, do you realize, Shane, when you have a party, Mm. Shane never gets off the couch. All you do is lay on a couch and make out with a different girl. Like you're the worst hostess.
0: Yeah, you're right.
1: If I came over to your house, yeah, like as Kate, yeah, and you just laid on the couch the whole time, I <laughs> think something was wrong.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. are you going to get up? I think it's that house with an open door policy where, come on over. The door's always open. Make yourself at home. You know where everything is. Go.
1: And you guys are always in the living room. Nobody, Nobody moves anywhere else.
0: I'm wondering, why is it always in the day?
1: Well, it's weird. It's that thing like, is it?
0: Yeah. Is it during, is this a Wednesday? Around two, or is it a Saturday or Sunday? Didn't, what happened to your hair job? I don't know. Where's Veronica Bloom? Oh yeah, you had
1: another job too, but you don't, I don't understand your career. Oh, Like you almost owned your own salon and now you're just- Lounging on the couch. Smoking pot in the day and lounging on a couch. Yeah. Worrying about how to pay your rent. I'm like, I could give you some ideas.
0: Yeah. You go to work. I agree. Yeah, I don't understand these choices myself. I thought Veronica was really going to be up Shane's ass, considering how aggressive she is. But clearly, she gets a lot of downtime.
1: Well, plus you have the skill, the magic skill. know what it <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah, that untouchable <laughs>
0: quality that not many possess.
1: Speaking of which, don't let me forget because it's been talked about again in this episode. What your skill, your skill set, your magical superhero oh, skill well, set? No,
0: we already we actually are. If we're talking about well. Mark goes on and on about it. Oh, well, it, it kind of got addressed in the earlier scene at the kitchen table when Mark's like, how do you get girls? Like, tell me something. I've been living under a rock my whole life. And right. Shane says, you have to listen. Oh, talk to him. You got to talk to him. Oh, and you listen. have to listen. That's, you know, that's her secret ingredient. You have to listen.
1: And everyone's just like, wow. <gasps>
0: it's like they just saw the Tasmanian devil. <gasps> yeah, Sasquatch is in the kitchen having a bowl of cereal. By the way, I think you're eating grape nuts because there was a
1: box of grape nuts in the background and you're having cereal. I'm only to deduce that you're eating grape nuts.
0: Mm, that may have been the box, but I can assure you, I personally was not eating grape nuts. I think they were. I,
1: that would be bad for sound, wouldn't it?
0: Terrible. I, I always request Lucky Charms, actually. Mm. Little secret, little trade secret is that I like my Lucky Charms and scenes.
1: Doesn't it give you sugar breath?
0: Well, you take a couple of bites, you drink water, and then you go to your trailer and brush your teeth. Is this where Carmen drinks a beer and like... Yeah, so Shane, so the scene opens where we're in the kitchen and Shane's sitting at the table. We're, we're in the same company then, rolling a joint. I'm actually impressed that she rolled that perfect, or I rolled that perfect joint. Okay. Because that was always so satisfying back in the day when you would roll that joint perfectly the first time. Okay. I can't be alone in this. Yeah, no, it, it feels great. You're like, oh, look what I did. I accomplished something. And Carmen's always trying to get Shane's attention. And it works. Shane is a sucker for Carmen, whether she wants to admit it or not. But Carmen's always looking. Right. To catch her eye somehow, to impress her or, sure. Just, you know, make her smile, make her laugh. Like, pay attention to me. Like, I'm here. Look at me. Like, this time it had to do with a beer. And... Flirty flirt flirties are happening in the kitchen. But she like
1: chugs it and you guys are like both like, oh I know. Oh. It was like <laughs> you were both so excited about Ooh. someone downing a beer.
0: Oh, because don't I tip doesn't she don't I tip it in her mouth to make her drink it? Where she Yeah, can't... but she
1: was already like gush gush. Yeah. and you're like, oh whoa, and you get up and then everybody spills beer on each other. And yeah. Maybe I'll try that later in my kitchen and see if I get a reaction like that.
0: Yeah, it did. It didn't land for me either. And then uh, Jenny comes in and she sees it, and she knows something's up between them, and she knows that she can't compete. She's not happy, and she's you know it's it's confusing. It's it's big fat gray area. Meanwhile, Mark is in is joined the party, and he's videotaping all of all of these random friends that we apparently have, and asking them ridiculous questions. That I,
1: I wonder why your roommates that you had in season one are never at your parties. It's like you just left them in the dust. You probably didn't have a good, you were probably like, I'm done with them.
0: I think, you know, I think she outgrew them. Okay. And I don't even think I would recognize them if they were in the scene. I think we only (laughs) met once. (laughs) It's a scene of a bunch of stolen glances and a lot of unspoken feelings. And so it adds to the messiness of the circumstance with.
1: And so does the beer that adds to the messiness too. Because it's all over both of you.
0: Yeah. There's a line that it was Jenny. She says, you know, I would I would sleep with a Republican. No, Carmen says I'd sleep with a Republican for a million dollars. Oh, that whole thing. And Jenny says, no, they're stupid. They're 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 scary. And I and I say, no, but they're stupid. And then Carmen says, yeah, but stupid can be scary.
1: Yes. I'm glad you remember that, because first of all, since when did she call Shane stupid? I feel I was like, oh, she just called me stupid. Maybe.
0: Maybe. I just thought. No, girl. No,
1: she directed that at you and said, stupid can be scary. Like basically like, hey, stupid, you're scary. Well, Shane's stupid for not seeing what's
0: right in front of her. And Carmen. Well, so
1: she was right. So Shane's a little bit stupid.
0: So Carmen knows that Shane is seeing exactly what she's seeing. But Carmen's like, I'm going to let you come to me this time. I've already come to you. Like now it's your turn. Carmen's playing major long game. I i have respect for her.
1: She is. But poor Jenny, because Jenny doesn't know that.
0: Yeah. Then we
1: cut over to Bet. She's at an ALA exhibit and then she runs into Helena. So Bette and Helena are always at the same place now. It's just like yeah. you round a corner and one of them is there. You're like, <gasps> so it's another Bet versus Helena scene.
0: And Helena's is always just needling the needle a little deeper into. Yeah.
1: She's just poke, poke, poke. Yep. I've given Tina so much money. And what did she say? She revealed some sort of information Oh, something about an artist.
0: There's a new guy. No, it's a new investor or a new fundraiser, fundraising guy named Leo Blahdy Blah.
1: Herrera. Yeah. He's going to raise money for CAC. That's what it was. And that's
0: news to Bet because then Bet drives over to her boss's house. She can't take it. Unannounced. And her boss basically says, go home. Don't speak to me this way. And if you want to talk to me, then you have to schedule a meeting. Do
1: it during office hours. So it was
0: a it was a burn.
1: I've noticed there's a theme in the L word, which is everybody shows up everywhere unannounced. That's kind of how a lot of scenes start.
0: Yeah. Good which call. is call. Like, yeah.
1: Thanks. I just, it just came to me. I've known, I did know it, but now I really am like, that's no, that's happening all the time.
0: And aside from an awkward moment of, oh, I wasn't expecting you.
1: No, no one ever acknowledges it. It's just happening.
0: No, never.
1: No one's ever like, oh, c- you could have called or, <laughs> huh, I didn't know you were coming over. <laughs> We should do that to each other in life. No, just try it and see if you really wouldn't say something because there's no way in hell.
0: Oh, I'm going to try it when I get back. I'm going to. I'm going to do it to you someday. You're just not even going to know. Oh, I'm sure. I know exactly the date I'm going to choose. Just And I know the time of day. I'm just going to show up at your front gate. I'm going to scare the shit out of Kim. <laughs> Banjo will have a panic attack.
1: I'm just not going to buzz you in. Well fine. I won't <laughs> buzz you into my house either.
0: Wanna play that? Then we're really not following the L word strategy of just never acknowledging.
1: It's just not natural to not say hey, something. At least you say
0: what are you oh, doing over here?
1: I didn't uh huh. Are you okay? Like not even that.
0: <laughs> are you okay?
1: Yeah, are you okay would be a good follow up.
0: What's wrong? What's wrong? What happened? Those are you Oh my god, what's Are you all right?
1: All right. Yeah.
0: We're gonna take a break. We'll be back in a minute.
1: What kind of car does Bet drive? It's I know it's blue and I know it's a convertible, but what is it?
0: Is it a Saab? Do they even make Saabs anymore? I think those went extinct. I don't know. Or a BMW.
1: Anyway, she gets in the back in the car after she she surprises Franklin and calls Tina to vent about work. (sighs) Does Bet not know that Tina would like to talk about anything else but cack or? art or yeah. money
0: or. Bet's authentic self. Right. That's just her mode. And she can try and be as conscious for as long as she can to not be her authentic self, but that authentic <laughs> self is her instinct.
1: But it is, I have to give her credit here. It is mostly about Helena, although she launches in about this Leo guy. Yeah. And then she's like, are you fucking Helena? Yeah. So it is, you know, I guess the scene is more about that, but I don't know. Maybe she should call one of us and like get it off her chest before always calling Tina.
0: Or not. I'm good. I don't need that call. Oh. I don't think you need that call either.
1: It would help Bet in Tina's relationship.
0: Well, Tina's can't be bothered.
1: I'm still waiting.
0: Tina has all the cards right now and Tina cannot be bothered.
1: That's funny. That's what t- the guy from Toe says at the end of the episode. Yeah, he does. That's right. He literally says, go tell her she holds all the cards. Well, I
0: knew that before Benjamin Bradshaw. Did you do
1: that on purpose? You did okay.
0: And then the next morning, we're with uh, Dana and Tanya. Erin looks like she's in her own Pantene commercial. Her hair is on point.
1: Yeah, looks amazing. And then Alice calls to ask if she's dumped Tanya yet. So now Alice, she's getting a little pressury. Well, you're get She's she's impatient. A delivery person rings the doorbell to deliver flowers. Do we know who they were for, by the way? They were for Shane. But you, but from who? Do we know? That question's never asked, no. Okay, so you're just getting a flower delivery. And then all of a sudden it's just, it's like, it's like porn. It's like the, it's like.
0: Yeah, it's, it's random. Not that like
1: the sex scene was porn, but it's, it's one of those bad scenes you'd see in porn.
0: It's odd. And do you want to just stick to this part? Because the way this episode goes is we.
1: I want I want you to explain Shane to me, like in this sense.
0: That's a lot of pressure. I'll do my best. <laughs> what do you- or just what
1: do you got? What do you got to explain this? Scene? What do you?
0: What do you want to know?
1: I want to know I, that you know. I can. I can ride the realism part when I watch television, and please entertain me because that's all I'm sitting down on a couch to have done to me. Okay, I just want to be entertained. So I am, and so I give the sh- I give the show all of that. But in reality, if you get a flower delivery. Do you really start having sex with the flowery delivery girl so easily? Do people do that? I wonder. I just go like. Uh, Yeah. Am I just a square? So what am
0: I supposed to answer for you? Because so far I'm not disagreeing.
1: Just I guess when you were playing it, were you like, oh, yeah, I would do this.
0: Well, I knew why this girl shows up and the reveal comes on a little further down the line. But in this moment, when this girl shows up, it is completely random. The fact that she doesn't She accepts the flowers and says, okay, and never bothers to ask who they're from. And then the flower girl,
1: (laughs) not important. And then the
0: flower girl says, you should put those in water and then proceeds to follow Shane into the kitchen and finds her something to fill and opening your cupboard. It's it's like Shane just picked up this girl at a bar and brought her home. And there's that awkward moment before they have sex. And it is strange and it's random. And I think that's the whole point. I don't have anything deep to tell you.
1: It was that part, though. It was it was it was the how she was in your kitchen cupboards that took me out of it. Should we just
0: let's just should we just stick with this for a minute? Because the way this episode is, then it cuts to now it cuts to another scene, another scene back to this cuts again.
1: Oh, you want to reveal why this all happened? I'm
0: asking you, do you would you how do you feel? I know you like chronological things.
1: No, I think let's let's reveal later. Let's reveal Let's go. Chron- yeah. Thank you for asking now.
0: So anyway, they wind up making out in the kitchen. Am I right? Yeah, it's in the kitchen or something. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And you never say like, hey, I know where my vases are.
0: I don't think Shane and Jenny have. Of-
1: also, you did something really cute that I was like, oh, wow. you said. So people say like vases, a vase or a vase. And you said vase. You like put them together.
0: I said vase vase. And
1: you said vase. I thought it was cute. That's like saying aunt and aunt. <laughs> okay. So then we're at the gym and she's with her teacher. She's with Sandra Bernhard and she's telling Jenny how to write while she works out. And then Hunter, the other student
0: I guess they've become closer, right? How else would you know where your professor works out? And your professor is fine to just talk with you as you're doing reps. I didn't understand that location i think to show the time for me i just thought okay well this is to show that time has gone by they've sandra bernhardt i don't know her character's name so sandra has developed some level of respect to jenny because there was none at the beginning and so there's a little bit more of a familiarity and comfort with these two and then it turns out that right sandra is sleeping with hunter one of the
1: students Also, Jenny's like dressed in a doily, and she's in a gym. It was all it was all funny. Everything was funny. Yeah. Oh. The was the takeaway was Jenny. Here's your assignment for the day: stop speaking,
0: and then write about your experience. Feel it on a visceral level.
1: Right. Okay. So that was that was the gist of that scene. Yeah. Okay. Everyone remember that. So as as a pre-reveal to Shane's delivery flower delivery porn. the two characters of Mark and Gomi are watching you have sex in, from the shed. So you're, you're the whole thing's being filmed,
0: just as an FYI. And the best, can I, can I, can I <laughs> my favorite line in that scene is, <laughs> I don't know, I just like made me die laughing. I was like, oh God, here we go. When Mark's like, no, when Gomi's trying to zoom in on a body part and Mark's like, no, no, no. I want to know what she's feeling. I was like, oh, for give me a break. Really? <laughs> and that's to, I guess, to signify that Mark has some sort of depth behind this horrible idea. But yeah. He cares about you. Does he? Okay. So you were saying we're, so now we're in La Jolla. Well, we jumped into L, the L Word Sonic Time Machine and got to La Jolla. And it's a two hour drive I Googled from LA to La Jolla. So we managed to get there the blink of an eye. And Alice is dressed like Huey, Dewey and Louie.
1: <laughs> You've said that. You've said that to me. I know. One of
0: my favorite
1: costumes. You're welcome. I mean. DuckTales. I was at a real, I was peeking. I think.
0: With what exactly?
1: Just like those outfits. I was just really just going for
0: it. Yeah. Well, we're in a DuckTales <laughs> like, you know, mystery episode suddenly. <laughs> Alice has brought Shane along without telling Shane That Tanya doesn't know they slept together. Did I say that correctly? Right. Okay. And so it turns into a sort of dragnet thing.
1: Uh Uh-huh. I need you to tell her that I've told her. Yeah. You're basically, you're in the middle of a terrible situation. You didn't really ask to be in, but I did. I must have gone to pick you up right after the flowers. You packed a bag and came to La Jolla with me on a mission. You didn't know that you were on. And, you know,
0: we were able to get there in time. Yeah. Without any traffic. So you anyway Shane, Alice says to Shane, look, just stand here, keep guard if you see Tanya cuz you we see Tanya walking out to get ice and we and right. that's where we that's where I put together that you're hiding from her. And you say, "Stand guard. I'm running into the room. If Tanya's coming back, call me." And so right. you, Alice dips over to Dana's room.
1: Yeah, we start making out. This is going to be so great. You're going to break up with her.
0: Phone rings. You don't answer it. You have to hide. Great save by the way.
1: Good save. I had no plan. So I go into another room and then I jump out moments later with a racket like I was a surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise. And Tanya looks like she knows something's up, but she's just like. We're going to find out. Okay. So as, yeah, as Tanya goes to get the ice, she's talking to Melissa Rivers, Joan Rivers' daughter. Just if nobody knows, just a little important thing to know for later. So everybody's got something going on. Yeah. Then we're with Carmen and Jenny on a walk. I don't know how long they've been walking because it seems to be the most awkward. I don't know what you call it. Not a date, but like a hangout because Jenny's not talking. Who knows? I mean, I would pick talking Jenny for sure.
0: I think Jenny's a little dark for Carmen.
1: Oh, they're a terrible couple. They should not get together. And we all know it. Whoever's watching this show is like, no. Yeah.
0: Bad, bad match. Of course. But I think if you're on a date with Jenny and you're getting to know her, like, and you're getting into, and you're having conversations, I think Jenny just naturally veers towards the darkness a little bit. And I think Carmen's the opposite. Maybe it's better that Jenny can't talk.
1: But if you're on a date with Jenny and, trying to get to know her i think it would help if jenny could talk you're going to get more information well then the
0: season's over and then and then we don't get to see what happens we have 6 more episodes to go through i don't
1: think jenny's not talking for 6 episodes Kate. no
0: but i'm saying if you if they if that's the case then Carmen realizes Jenny's not for her. And we still have six more episodes to realize that.
1: Right. They're dragging it out a little. We all know it. We knew it like the second, the first kiss happened.
0: They're dragging it out. Anyway,
1: they have another awkward kiss that you're like, nope, no
0: chemistry. And Carmen is in that place. And I'm sure we've all been there where you are getting to know someone and you want to like them. Like you want to. And there's really no reason for, Carmen's not like Jenny. She's nice. She's been sweet. Carmen, Jenny's done nothing wrong to Carmen. So, in theory, yeah, like I should like this girl, but there's just some ingredient that's not there. Chemistry. And no matter how much you want to, you can't.
1: Well, then, Sad, we have to go in right afterwards. Jenny goes, takes her um, couple of hours of silence and bangs out on that typewriter. And we get to do maybe one of the most classic fantasies
0: of Jenny's were in the circus that you were in. It was a really, I remember filming it and being very impressed how elaborate that set was. They did go full out. The lady with like eight arms. And Carmen is. She's the temptress. That's what Carmen is. Eight arms and Shane is the lion tamer and Shane is the lion tamer and Jenny is the. No, you're
1: the temptress trainer, tamer. What? Where's, there's no
0: lions. I thought she was a lion tamer. The hell is she doing with a whip? She looks like a lion tamer.
1: The, for Jenny's story, you're taming the temptress.
0: That doesn't make sense.
1: Okay, but I didn't see one cat, but continue.
0: Well, in my story, she's a lion tamer because I don't understand.
1: Can you imagine if you all got eaten by a cat that day?
0: Le- Leisha, that's too much of an insurance problem. Imagine, you know, the production. a
1: Jenny's story.
0: <laughs> the release forms we have to fill out.
1: Uh. That would have been
0: sad news to get. Giving up our rights, conversations to the lawyers and the managers saying they want to put me in a space with a a lion. How
1: did I get away? Because I forgot you guys were all in one of these. I was like, I didn't remember this. How did I get away with not being, having to be in one of these? Also, I wasn't in Jenny's consciousness, I guess. She didn't care.
0: Because you weren't Jenny's roommate. (laughs) What Eddie... What is and Jamie's a Jenny is a high diver, right? She's on top of the thing, and is that am I right? She's maybe she dives into water. I don't know. Okay, she's a tightrope walker, and she and she's looking down, and she sees the lion tamer and the temptress,
1: and then Carmen's all her eight arms are all around
0: you, right? And so signifies, in my opinion, that Jenny's subconscious is like this girl is not for me. I know this, like this is not going to go anywhere. This is an, This is what's gonna what gonna wind up being inevitably. Maybe she was a
1: trapeze artist. That makes the most sense now that I think about it. Because there was no rope. Anyway, we're back in the the awful shed with awful Mark and
0: awful Kelly. And this is the reveal. Kelly, the flower girl. Turns out, Mark has hired this. the The flower girl has a name. Her name's Kelly. Mark hired her, and he's like, "It's really great work." And planted this whole thing. Apparently, she really cares for you. (laughs) And apparently, yeah, somehow in that half hour together that we spent, Kelly has developed feelings for Shane and will not sign the release to share that footage. And also
1: wondered if you were if you slept with other girls. I mean, it's like she was a stalker. I don't know what it is about her. She just has this this about you, about
0: Shane. And Mark is just more and more and more enthralled. She just has
1: this thing. I don't know what that thing is. It makes me this thing that Shane has. It's working. It's got everyone I mean, it's mystified. Effective,
0: right, everyone, is. <laughs> <laughs> including us, including the girl who played her.
1: She's just got this thing.
0: The girl who played her wow. is still trying to figure it out. <laughs> Not every mythology can be explained easily. It's like you're a Greek god. It just have you read the Odyssey. Sometimes you got to, you know, you can't understand it, but you go with it. Then we're at our, the famous tennis tournament. Now we get to the best part of the episode. I have memories like it happened yesterday. At all. Erin Daniels cannot play tennis. Let's just put it out there right now. And so all those close-up shots you see of her just doing a backhand and a forward or whatever those fancy tennis words are. She's got forehand. a beautiful forward. Those were probably the best. <laughs> She does. Those were probably the best shots they could get of Aaron that day because when Aaron, they were getting master coverage of Aaron serving. And instead of serving to her opponent, she was serving it into the camera crew, into the catering truck, into our faces.
1: You know how we look really calm, like we're watching a real. We, there were so many takes where we were like diving for our lives or anyone near us in the audience because the ball would come 90 miles an yeah. hour
0: towards someone's face. Part of the reason I wanted to keep my sunglasses on because normally, well, normally it's the, it's the reflection and cameras have issue with that at times. And yeah, it was sunny that day, but I was m- really happy to keep them on because tears were pouring <laughs> down my face from we laughing. We could not
1: keep a straight face. That one take they have in the show is probably the only time we could keep it together. And you almost break at the end.
0: That was the only time. And I could see myself... I can I could see I could see myself losing it like it was to the point where I was like where my I was shaking and I was trying to control it.
1: OK, so this is what's great. I write a script for the breakup. More importantly, in the stands, Tanya's is very concerned with Melissa R- Rivers handlers not giving her water. She must be thirsty out there. So she goes down to get Melissa some water <laughs> And I've written a script for Dana because I don't think she knows how to speak her mind. And the script is how to break up. It's terrible. And it is a terrible letter. Terrible letter. Then we're back at the W Hotel, which is where Benjamin's giving another toe event. And no, it's not about fungus. It's about how to take care of your life. It's the theory of everything. Bet's come with Kit because Kit's like, you really, this would really help you.
0: Well, Kit's dragged her along. Mm-hmm. So Bet's begrudgingly going. And then she her ears perk up when he says, when you risk to lose everything, you invariably you stand to gain everything. And Bet has a light bulb go- goes off and she pulls mm-hmm. out her file effects and starts taking notes.
1: So little did she know that Benjamin was going to have some great advice for her that day. Because she was like, I don't get this. this Yeah.
0: How does she plan to implement that into her life?
1: Well, no, we do. Because when they're in the the lobby, Kit, he's like, oh, now you can use this to get Tina back. And she's like, you told him to Kit. He's like, yeah, but to be vulnerable, you have to follow those steps and blah, blah, blah. So go home tonight. Get get fresh flowers. Not ones that you got at the what florist shop.
0: Cut them yourselves. That's the... Cut them yourselves and say to her, you have all the cards. I'll give something to Benjamin Bradshaw. Mm-hmm. He's very charismatic and he has a gorgeous voice. I would listen if he gave me advice. Yeah.
1: I was actually excited to see where uh, Bette and Tina grew flowers because I've never seen them. Good casting. In their yard. They seem more of a like cactus type couple. Anyway, I was excited. I was like, where's, where's Bette going to find those flowers? Is she going to go to the neighbor's yard?
0: Water tolerant succulents? Oh, well, then Bette gets out her handy gardening tool from her gardening bucket.
1: Or like Black Eyed Susans.
0: Yeah. And then she's all clip, clip. Yeah. And then back to the tennis match. It's after the tennis match. And one of my favorite scenes, the whole scene. Alice is very, very proud of what she's written. And Dana reads it and has the same reaction Shane has, which is, I can't say this.
1: No, no, no. And Alice does not
0: take feedback very well. Well, she's a
1: writer. So she was a journalist back then. Okay, this is my favorite scene. The locker room scene is incredible. Erin is hands down incredible in this scene. Great scene.
0: It's so good. She genuinely sits her down. It's again, it shows Dana's, it shows Dana's growth. It's just, she's grown up since we first met her. I mistook generosity for love. And we both know we're not meant for each other. And she's crying. Erin's really great at playing conflict. You always see it in her face. She's and she's really good at playing the surprise and conflict because I feel like that character is always getting surprised or kind of taken aback by something. But yeah, bravo, Aaron Daniels.
1: Amazing. And then what happens? Tanya is like, I need to tell you something as well. Melissa Rivers. The reveal. Off camera starts talking. Hun, hun, da da. da comes in. Tanya stands up and she's like we fell in love. I don't know how, how it happened. It's incredible. And then you look at them and you're like, they're perfect together. Like the casting. What's well, great for Dana. She's off the hook. Whoever thought Melissa Rivers would be the perfect person for Tanya, I, I want to give an Emmy to because it's, it's an incredible idea. It is the perfect person for her. And when she leaves, she, she says to Melissa, I can't wait to meet your mother. It's so great. It's so great. She's such a climber.
0: And I think, sadly, that's the end of Tanya. And then we go to the Chateau, and this is where we were saying that budget jump from season one to season two is very, very evident because we're in the penthouse of the Chateau. A giant dinner party. The penthouse in the Chateau. I've never seen it. Is massive. The patio, outdoor patio where that dinner is being taken place is massive the epitome of old Hollywood, and it's so expensive.
1: But they have all those extras and that big table and all that food just for Tina to get a phone call. Like, that's how much money they had back
0: then. And those, yes, and those that penthouse, unless you're incredibly wealthy and you say, I just want to spend the weekend at the penthouse, those places usually get rented out for parties. But
1: do you understand what I'm saying? That whole scene, the only reason we're seeing it is
0: to get a phone call. For her to
1: stand up and go, how do you want me to get, how do I get out of this party? Helena isn't even there because, you know. No, she is at the beginning. She disappears.
0: Well, guess what? Then we go to the, another portion of the chateau, which is the pool area. Because that's where Helena is when she calls Tina right. saying, aren't you bored? Why don't you come down here and meet me?
1: She's having, I have to say when, so she's basically like, I, let's get in the pool at Skinny Dip. And they get in the pool together and there's like a long drawn out, pool sex scene. But there's a little moment they go past Helena's martini and her olives aren't, she's got like
0: average olives. I was surprised for Helena. And at the Chateau, you have the main building, which is, you know, where all the hotel rooms are and where the penthouse is and the restaurant. And then right on the opposite side of this narrow driveway to enter the Chateau is the pool and what they call the bungalow area. And that's where all the fancy people rent private bungalows, which are like homes and you have access to the pool and the pool is in the center of that. No, it's So shared. there's nothing private about the pool. I don't care what time of night it is. It's fully shared in real life. If that was me and I was in that circumstance and Helena is seducing me and 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 taking off my clothes and having sex uh, in that, I'd be so aware, self-conscious mm-hmm. that someone in the bungalows would be looking out their window because you can see it. But Shane had sex in a pool in, a, uh, bet in Tina's pool. I'm not Shane. Oh. I'm saying if Kate, if Helena was seducing me, Kate, I would be so self-conscious saying, oh, my God, someone not only will hear us, but they're going to look. I don't see you and Helena together. No, we wouldn't be a good match, but it's not private is what I'm saying.
1: No. And like anyone could just look out their window. Hey, honey, look, there's a couple of lesbians.
0: And the water is cold. No, oh, look, they're shooting the L Word season no. 2.
1: Is that Tina? Which
0: one of them's pregnant? Oh my god, one of them's pregnant. Honey, come here. Who's the brunette? Is that is that Jennifer? I can't see that far away. It's too dark. And the water is freezing, too.
1: Well, I don't Here's what I'd like to say something about sex in pools in general. I I never get it in any movie or TV show. I don't wow. know. It just I'm like I don't think it happens as often as people think.
0: I think it's a... Or you just haven't experienced it.
1: No, I've had sex in pools, Kate. I just think it's not a like... I don't know. It seems it seems sort of like commonplace in entertainment.
0: It's an easy thrill. Easy thrill.
1: <laughs> I like how you just were trying to pretend I didn't have...
0: You're like, oh, poor Alicia. I mean, why would I know if you had sex in a pool or not? I would tell you. I guess I didn't. Well, clearly you had it because this is news to me and everyone who's listening today. Well. Leisha Haley has had sex in a pool. It's not uncommon to have sex in a pool. No, but I'm not not articulating what I mean. And P.S. and to Shane's defense, Shane went over to her friend's house that she knows they care for the pool. It wasn't public. No,
1: I get the difference.
0: Public pool to neighbor's pool. And that's where I... Exactly. And that's where I'm like, I I feel you, Shane, because I, too, would not have sex in a hotel pool, but I would certainly have sex in a private pool.
1: I hope you don't come over here and have sex in my
0: pool. Because I would be like, Kate, gross. My intention is to have my own pool that I can have sex in. So I don't need to come over to your house gross, and contaminate your pool. I'm going to contaminate my own pool. okay, And then I'll tell you about it and everybody else.
1: Don't do it on a Tuesday because that's when the pool guy comes. (laughs) <laughs> or maybe do it right before he comes. Anyway, we're back at Tina's tan apartment and Bette walks up to it. With her sad flowers. That's another... we've They've done this on the show so many times where you think that where Bette and Tina have that missed opportunity of moments where one of them is like, you know what? I am going to go back and love the other one. And then the other one is off having sex. Like Remember when Bette was having sex in New York and Tina was coming yeah. home and... They keep doing the same beat. This time Tina's getting busy with Helena at the chateau,
0: and Bet's clipped her flowers. If Bet only knew where Tina was at that moment.
1: Oh, please. But Bet just did it in New York. So it's this anyway, same thing backwards. Bet's come with her. Here's what I need to talk about. And I'm sorry, it has to do with a prop. But if you're gonna do it. Benjamin told you to do and clip flowers so it looks like, you know, you've taken, put in the effort to go find a bunch of flowers and clip them as like a gesture. It's, I didn't go to a store to get these, right? That's the difference.
0: This This is getting really long.
1: Well, I'm saying if that's the point, why did she wrap them with florist paper and they look exactly like she went to a florist to buy them?
0: Because she's a perfectionist. No, she ruined,
1: but I would, ne- if if those arrived on my door, I would be like, oh, bet went to a florist. Like, she should have taken a little piece of, like, twine and tied them or put them in a little, like, glass jar with water. Like, these are homemade clip flowers.
0: All right. Well, listen, we can't go back in time. It is what it is.
1: She ruined the whole, th- she ruined the concept of Benjamin's point.
0: Seeing where Tina's at, I don't think she's going to worry about it so much at this moment.
1: They're going to be dead by the time she gets home tomorrow morning.
0: Or, yeah, and if they're not dead, she's going to toss them out to die in a trash bin. I don't think she cares. And then the last scene that we land on to close out this episode, which is quite good, is we're in the car driving back to L.A. Alice is driving. Dana's in the passenger, passenger seat. Shane is in the back. Explain this to me. Why do you two look like you're in shock? I don't because now we've we're
1: we we have the uh, option of being together. So why
0: the look of fear and shock? Because
1: maybe maybe when you decide when you're doing something in secret or you can't do it or you're not allowed to do it or all these reasons, it's easy. But the second the universe is like, no, you can actually be together now. I think people go,
0: oh, Mm. I didn't fully buy it, but I get it. Sure, I I buy that. And that closes us out. I liked it. Really good episode.
1: I liked it too. Why was it called Golden Tears? Or Lagrimas de Oro?
0: I don't know. I think when I watched, I think when I googled it, I googled it right after I finished it, and I came up with something clever, and I've forgotten so it, so it couldn't have been that great. Want to hear it again? Well, everybody, that was episode six. That was episode six. Next week we're gonna do seven. And then eight and then nine, 10, 12. Mm-hmm. We're halfway through the season now. Look at us. Thanks for putting up with us every week.
1: And we love you. And we love you for listening to Pants. We'll see you next week, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to Pants, a podcast brought to you by Kate Menig and me, Alicia Haley, produced by Melissa DeMonts. Please listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow Pants on Instagram at the Pod. Theme song by Carolina Para of the band CSS. Graphics are by Love Fox.